Welcome to Dinger Derby, the only podcast completely devoted to Texas Tech baseball. Join your host, Keith Patrick, every week for team news, guests, ranking updates, and game reports from opening weekend all the way through Omaha. We'll be hitting taters with the Red Raiders all season long. This is Dinger Derby. Welcome into the Dinger Derby podcast, the only podcast devoted 100% to Texas Tech Red Raider baseball. I'm your host, Keith Patrick, coming to you live from my hotel room in Austin, Texas. Been traveling for work, wrapping up a great conference here in Austin, and bringing you a little bit of Dinger Derby here on a Thursday morning as we look ahead to a trip to Tallahassee, Florida. Red Raiders are already there, and they had a midweek series against the Southern University Jaguars. Going to be short and sweet today, folks, bring you a quick recap of the Southern Series and then look ahead as best we can to what's coming in Tallahassee. Southern came to town. It's a historically black college in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Not a bad program. They were a regional team last year, and they have a pretty good tradition at Southern. Randy Rosetta brought up on the radio locally in Lubbock also, and if you're not aware, Randy covered LSU baseball for 15 years there boots on the ground and so he has a pretty good perspective that southern picks up a lot of good athletes across louisiana that maybe don't end up at lsu and other schools so not a bad program but they come in and get shellacked by texas tech 13 to 2 tech wins on tuesday and 10 to 3 on wednesday it was a really nice performance for the most part all the way around for the red raiders one point of concern on Tuesday, the Red Raiders had 14 strikeouts, seven to their starter and seven to their main reliever. Only used two pitchers on the day, did Southern. So a little bit of a concern there, but something they cleaned up on Wednesday as only three strikeouts on the day for the Red Raiders at the plate and two of those were looking. So that looks a little bit better for Texas Tech when you think about how that game went. When you look across that one, Mason Montgomery got the start on the bump. He's 2-0 and now on the season. He went five innings pitch, three hits, no runs, three walks, and seven Ks for Texas Tech. Connor Queen got some action, two innings pitch, one hit of scoreless baseball. And Brandon Hendricks, the freshman, high, high upside on this young man, came in, two innings pitch, two hits, two runs, one walk, and three Ks for him. I know that this coaching staff really likes Brandon Hendricks, and his brother, Austin, is at San Jack right now and should be on campus next year as a JUCO transfer. At the plate, the Red Raiders were really strong throughout the day. The big Twitter story was Nate Rombach hits his sixth home run of the season. He went one for five on the day, but that was a three-run dong, so three RBIs for him with a run scored. Cole Stilwell with a nice day, two for four with a run and three ribbies. He also drew a walk. Brian Klein, Mr. Reliable, two for three, a run and three RBIs himself. Parker Kelly goes one for two with a run scored. He came in as a substitute a little bit later in the game. A lot of those guys getting in. Tanner Trimba went two for five with two runs scored. And Cal Conley, get yourself some, two for three, two runs scored, three ribbies on the day for the shortstop. Nice day all around for Texas Tech. Tanner Trimba hit a three-bagger. That's always fun to see from old Bam Bam out there. He's been doing a nice job in coming on to Otrimba, making a strong case for grabbing himself a position in the field and owning a spot in the lineup. You also had Tanner Trimba stealing a base as well as Cal Conley. Bo Willis got some work on the day. He did end up with an error. He came in in relief of Braxton Fulford at catcher. 
When you look across the game, it was never in doubt. Tech jumped out to a 3-0 lead in the first, added three more in the second, six more in the third, one in the fifth, and it wasn't actually until the top of the ninth that Southern scratched anything across with their two runs on the day. Nice day, exactly what you wanted to see from this team. And that's no hate against Southern. It's just Texas Tech's one of the most elite programs in the country right now. And you expect them to take care of business like this against an opponent like that in a midweek and at home. Tech hit 333 on the day against Southern. They hit 346 with runners on, 278 with runners in scoring position, 625 their leadoff hitters hit. So you've definitely got some guys, and Drew Baker deserves a lot of praise in that conversation as far as his leadoff hitting. He's done a really nice job at the top of the lineup. His mentality and approach have been strong. He's drawing a ton of walks, and that's exactly what you need from the guy at the top of your lineup. He's setting it up for everybody coming behind him, including Brian Klein and Nate Rombach, who's been hitting cleanup. On Wednesday, Texas Tech with a 10-3 victory over Southern. Another nice day for the Red Raiders. As I said, they cleaned up the strikeout situation, and that was definitely good to see. It was pitcher by committee for Southern that day. They went through six different guys. They had Their longest outing was their third pitcher of the day, the second reliever. He had two innings pitched. Hunter Dobbins gets the start for Texas Tech and gets his first dub of the season. Dobbs goes five innings pitched, five hits, two runs, two walks, and ten strikeouts. Really looked good, did Hunter Dobbins. Excited for what he's bringing to the table for Texas Tech as a midweek starter and a guy that can go out there and get some innings under his belt for Texas Tech. Eli Reekman, the freshman lefty, came in in relief. He had one and two-thirds, one hit, one walk, two Ks. Riley Ramsey, the side armor, got in for a third of an inning, allowed one hit, really just two pitches, and he got out of that inning. And then Kurt Wilson with two innings pitched to close it out, three hits, one run, and a strikeout for Kurt Wilson. So overall, a nice performance from the bump for the Red Raiders on Wednesday, and it should be, I mean, to be totally honest. Again, a big day at the plate, and again, it should be. You know, you have starters on a team like this who, you know, their fastball's bumping 85 or something like that. It's not a power arm team, but that can give you fits as well, especially if guys have really strong off-speed stuff. But Tech took care of business and did a nice job at the plate. Drew Baker draws another walk. Brian Klein, once again, two for three, three runs scored, RBI, and a walk. Nice day for him. Cole Stilwell with a nice one, two for three with a run and an RBI. Nate Rombach goes one for three with an RBI and three runs scored. And it's funny, I had a friend there, and he's saying, uh-oh, you know, Nate Rombach's coming up with two men on. It's another chance for a three-run dinger. And you didn't get one, but Nate Rombach, again, being Pretty consistent out there, starting to find his swing, find his approach. I know that sounds silly to say a guy that's second in the country in home runs is just finding his swing, but he's still a freshman, and he's going to see a lot of new pitchers and a lot of quality arms, and he has to continue to learn and grow. Dylan Noisy with an exceptional day for Texas Tech, four for five with a run scored and three RBIs. Noisy actually moved around from center field to second base that day as other guys were worked in to the lineup, but four for five on the day for Dylan Noisy. Overall, another strong day at the plate. As I said, Nate Rombach and Noisy both had two baggers. Good day for them. Noisy had a stolen base for Texas Tech, and it was overall the strong dominating kind of day that you want to see from the Red Raiders in a midweek series. You don't want the midweek surprise, and you definitely have seen those happen 
already this season in multiple ways. Heck, Mississippi State lost this week in Starkville in their midweek to Texas Southern, and I, I know they were embarrassed by that, and they call that the midweek wake-up. I mean, you can't sleep on these guys. And then Mississippi State followed that back up with an 8-4 win over Alcorn State, but to get beaten in your own house by Texas Southern uh, is a little bit surprising, especially Mississippi State, who's ranked top 10. If you look at the Wednesday numbers for Tech, overall hitting 294, they hit 467 with two outs, 333 with runners on, 412 with runners in scoring position, hit 500 in the leadoff. It was a nice, nice day at the plate for the Red Raiders, and it's exactly what you expect to and want to see from them. 63% of their pitches thrown were strikes. I think that's the tune-up that you want to see as you then hit the road in what is going to be a big test here for the Red Raiders. And while they're not world-beating right now, going to Tallahassee, going to Dick Hauser Stadium to face the Florida State Seminoles is no small test. And while Mike Martin has retired, Mike Martin Jr. has taken that program over, and they have had their struggles early in the season, it's still a Power 5 opponent. It's still a team with a ton of pedigree and a ton of pride and a big fan base that's going to come out big for the Red Raiders. Texas Tech right now, consensus top five team in the country ranked number two by several of the big six that are accepted as far as the main ranking services in college baseball that means a lot and it's going to pull out the crowds out there in Tallahassee I'm not going to spend too much time on the Florida Atlantic Owls. I'll mention to you really quickly, they're 7-0 and on the season, but they haven't really played a ton of difficult competition. Florida Atlantic's in Boca Raton, Florida. They've hosted Delaware in the opening three-game series of the season. They've played Florida Gulf Coast and Binghamton all at home. So this is their first road test, and it's going to be in their home state, but in Tallahassee versus two top teams as Florida State's right now ranked number nine as well. So a big, tough test for the Owls. No disrespect to them. I hope Texas Tech is not overlooking them. I will overlook them just a little bit. You'll probably get their best shot since you are playing them Friday afternoon, and so you will most likely see their starter, but neither of their two main starters have really world-beating numbers right now as far as pitching goes. They do have one guy batting over 400 currently in the season, but just not a lot you can glean from their body of work so far as they haven't played any top teams or really difficult competition. So I would expect Texas Tech to take care of business against them. Of course, anything can happen. This is college baseball. I would hope they're not overlooking them as they will get their best shot as they do from every team. When you look at the Seminoles, I think there was a lot made of their opening day loss. They lost 3-1 to one to Niagara at home on Valentine's Day, opening day. But they came back and beat Niagara the next day 24-4 to four, and on Sunday 11-1. to one. So I would say that they turned that around with pretty resounding victories. They're 6-1 and one on the season. They've beaten USF 7-3. They took a sweep over Cincinnati. All of those games, they scored double-digit runs to Cincinnati's 4-5-1 and one in that series. That's the only three-game series they have played so far other than Niagara. So that's our best litmus test for what the Knowles might be doing. Their Jacksonville University midweek was postponed this week. And now this weekend is a little bit different as it's a three-team round-robin, for lack of a better term, Florida State will play Florida Atlantic twice on Friday, Saturday. They'll play Texas Tech twice on Saturday, Sunday. So Tech will face Florida Atlantic Friday afternoon and then will play back-to-back against 
Florida State on Saturday and Sunday. And I'll give you some TV information for those here in just a minute. But let's look at the Florida State stats and see who we can expect to see, especially on the bump, for the Seminoles. Three main starters have emerged so far this season. Connor Grady has 10 innings pitched for them. He's got two wins so far. His ERA's sub one. It's a .9 with a .6 whip. Just really, really impressive what he's done so far. Again, you, just, you do look at the competition and, and think about that, but that's tough for anybody against basically anyone in college baseball. C.J. Van Eyck is another that the Seminoles have used, and that's a name that's known to college baseball fans. He is a big-time performer, 1.04 ERA so far this season, eight, eight and two-thirds innings pitched. And then Shane Drowen, another for them that's gotten starts, seven and two-thirds innings pitched. But in his start against Cincinnati, he didn't go very deep, and it was actually Chase Haney that came in in relief and picked up more time. He has seven and a third innings pitch. His ERA is still zero for the Knowles. You have to wonder what they'll do with that starting rotation in this odd weekend. It's a four-game weekend for them, and you know, you're know you of course facing a much bigger opponent in Texas Tech on the back half of that weekend rather than the front against Florida Atlantic. C.J. Van Eyck got the Friday start for the Knowles against Cincinnati. He went three and two-thirds, gave up five hits and two runs in that one, and then it was actually Dylan Simmons who got the start for them on the Saturday game but he only went an inning pitched and then Shane Drowen came in for the bulk of the work and he went four giving up four hits and two runs he did walk three and so that is definitely something to look at Red Raiders approach has been pretty walk heavy so far and something that they have uh, hung their hat on certainly in those leadoff positions like Drew Baker like we talked about and then Sunday against Cincinnati it was Connor Grady that got the win five innings pitched three hits and a run he had one walk and six K's for Florida State. Red Raiders may remember that Connor Grady was who got the start and ultimately took the loss to Texas Tech when the Red Raiders faced the Seminoles in the College World Series last year. And Haney, who I mentioned earlier, was the main reliever in that one. Grady went five innings deep in that College World Series game, six hits, gave up two runs to Texas Tech. Haney came in for two innings pitched. He walked one and struck out two, allowed no runs or hits all in that College World Series. So some familiar faces still there on the mound, in the bullpen, in the rotation for the Seminoles in a team that's not totally unknown to these Red Raiders who faced them not so long ago last summer. So I'm not sure who they're going to start where, but those are the names that you will probably be seeing throughout the weekend and you know curious how they do it that was one thing in round rock that texas tech really had going for them from a bullpen standpoint you could throw your best guys out there to start micah dallas even coming out of the pen is still one of your best pitchers and you go through a full weekend a three-game series albeit against different teams and you never saw a reliever more than once so it not like 2019 where you're seeing Dane Havman come out of the pen multiple times in a weekend or even John McMillan come out often. Even Hunter Dobbins coming out and pitching 15, you know, probably on his pitch day anyway where he would have had a bullpen session, comes gets to come into a game and get a little bit of work. And so you had plenty of guys left in the bullpen for Texas Tech. Heck, you had starters still sitting back that you can bring out as well. So this three-game weekend for Texas Tech, not something to worry about from the bullpen standpoint, but you are going to be facing tough competition, and it's a big road test. You know, you went to Round Rock, and Red Raiders owned the stadium. Over 8,000 fans came into that stadium 
at Dell Diamond on Saturday, the majority of those were Texas Tech fans. Tech really did a nice job traveling down there. Those Austin Red Raiders really came out. But going to Dick Hauser Stadium, going to Tallahassee, Florida, you're not going to be able to take the place over. It's not going to be that home environment. So Red Raiders really with their first true road test. And that in and of itself takes some learning to operate in that environment, to keep each other up, to pick each other up on the road, and just to be in the routine of travel, which can be a bit of a grind as well and have a new flavor to it, especially for young players. So the Red Raiders will take on Florida Atlantic in Dickhauser Stadium, the home stadium of Florida State University on Friday at 1 o'clock. Now, you can hear that on the Texas Tech Sports Network. That's Double T 97.3 in Lubbock. I believe I was told that Learfield IMG College took back the rights for online broadcast from Double T 97.3. So I don't think you can go on that app if you're outside of 90 miles from Lubbock and listen to the game anymore. But that is available on TuneIn. You should be able to go to TuneIn, search Texas Tech, and find the stream of that game. You just can't stream it directly through Raymar, through Double T 97.3. So if you're outside of Lubbock, if you're listening somewhere else, you should be able to find that radio broadcast with Jamie Lent, Mike Gustafson later. Jeff Haxton will rejoin that broadcast. You should be able to find those on TuneIn. And I could be wrong, could be speaking out of turn there, but I think that's correct. So Tech will take on Florida State at 5 p.m. on Saturday. That is 5 p.m. Central Time on Saturday, and that'll be on ACC Network Extra. So if you have ESPN+, Plus, you should have access to this game through the ACC Network as they are operated by ESPN, just like the SEC Network. And then the final game of that series will be again on the ACC Network on Sunday at noon that one versus Florida State. So opportunities to watch the Red Raiders and what's a really big one. We all know in 2016, Tech going out there to Florida State and taking one of two from the Seminoles in a midweek when they were ranked number five in the country. That was a huge deal in 2016. It's a little bit different now. You're the highly ranked team. You're going out there on a weekend, doing a little mini round robin, but it's cool that the relationship has grown there between Tech and some of those Florida schools. Because really, when you listen to Coach Tadlock talk about it, and he talked about it with Gus on his radio show on Monday, it's interesting how these schedules come together because it's very relationship-based. It's very much coaches shooting back and forth with each other, guys that have worked together, guys that have built relationships, just saying, hey, let's make this work, or hey, somebody dropped out on me. Can you do me a favor? Can we put something together? Yeah, let me talk to so-and-so. And they really just kind of are pulling it together like that. So it's it's still a relationship-based world when it comes to baseball, which is funny when you look at football, which is, you know, scheduled out to 2030 and there's all these contracts and payouts and all these things that go into football and for baseball it's still kind of guys picking up the phone and or shooting each other a text and just working it out and having a good time with it, which I think is is neat and still endearing about baseball in general. You had a two-game midweek against the Southern University Jaguars, took care of business in a big way, and now your Red Raiders actually already there as I record this on Thursday morning, already in Florida, getting ready for a big weekend, one game against Florida Atlantic and two games against the Florida State Seminoles. I'll be there as much as I can for you. Lots of work travel for me right now. The Friendship Tigers are deep in the playoffs in boys and girls basketball, softball, and baseball kicking off for them as well. Very excited for that time of year in high school sports, and I want to be here for you for Dinger Derby and for Texas Tech baseball as well. It's just a great time of year in the spring and so much fun to be a part of. 
I probably will not be able to live tweet these games for you as I was able to for Round Rock. I enjoyed that very much, but the specific situation because of the flow baseball deal. But looking forward to talking more about this Red Raider team, bringing you more guests. And I just want to say two quick thank yous. I want to say a thank you to all of you for your continued support. The downloads have been through the roof. All the Twitter follows that have been jumping in in the last couple weeks. So excited that you're finding Dinger Derby. I appreciate the support. And I also want to say thank you, a thank you I don't say enough, to Michael and Spencer over there at the 23 Personnel Podcast. Those guys, as a part of Staking the Plains, do a really good job covering tech sports. They're stats nerds. They enjoy what they do as far as their podcast and and all tech sports. They give Dinger Derby a shout-out almost every episode, and I owe them more thanks than I give them. And I want you, if you want to look for more Texas Tech content – 23 personnel podcast is a great place to go to look for that so thanks to spencer and michael for always shouting out dinger derby we need to do a little bit of crossover work here before too long and talk some things out that's going to be this episode for you folks short and sweet as we look ahead to a big weekend and a big test for texas tech getting right into the meat of this schedule all of a sudden it's real baseball time and the red raiders have a tough test ahead of them i'll be back in your feed on monday recapping this weekend series with florida and looking ahead to another two-game midweek this time hosting the running rebels of unlv So until then, have fun, watch some baseball this weekend, get outside and enjoy what is becoming beautiful weather all over the place. It's a great time to be a Red Raider, folks. I look forward to seeing you soon around the ballpark, and until then, wreck them. Thanks for tuning in to Dinger Derby and sharing our love for Texas Tech Red Raider baseball. You can connect with Keith on Twitter at Dinger underscore Derby and find more Texas Tech sports content at stakingtheplains.com. Help us out by rating us and leaving a review on iTunes. And remember to tell your friends about the show. Keith will be back next week with another episode of Dinger Derby. And until then, wreck of tech. Keep your hand on your gun. Don't you trust anyone There's just one kind of man that you can trust That's a dead man or a gringo like me Be the first one to fire Every man is a liar There's just one kind of man who tells the truth That's a dead man or a gringo like me